Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's podcast for Everything is Brand. This week, the Zinc team wants to talk about being ready for what comes next. So the question is, is your brand ready for what comes next? Okay, so when we're talking about what comes next, we really want to take a look at a wide range of things. Obviously, we're going through a global pandemic. We've talked a lot about that on the podcast. Uh, But there's also a a lot of societal change. There are environmental issues. There are things going on with the economy. There's a lot going on right now. And the question is, is as we move through all of this, is your brand ready to either sell to customers in this environment, talk in this environment, communicate in this environment? And what are the things that you need to do to get your brand ready? Marco, what are your thoughts on that? You already kind of uh, pointed out that because of this COVID-19 situation, a lot of brands had to to really rethink and and reposition. And we we kind of mentioned this already in previous podcasts. Listening, I think, is still the most important part because you really have to know what's going on. There's so much going on right now. It's pretty much like a daily thing where something changes a little bit. And it's not just what's going on right now. I think that even what was going on in the last five years or or longer, I read an article on the weekend that talked about a lot of retail stores being in some serious trouble, and not just in Canada, but globally. And I think a lot of it has to do with them not really listening to what was going on in the sense that there was a a lot of stuff was happening online. And a lot of retailers did not embrace that. They just assumed that it's going to be business as usual. And I think that that's a really good example of not being in tune with what's going on and willing to invest in kind of adjusting and pivoting your business to make sure that you're growing and adapting to where the market is going. So I think that that's a really serious part that brands have to pay attention to that. Yeah, there's a lot of information out there that's constantly changing and it it really falls on brands to be able to understand where they fit in that conversation or where they don't fit in that conversation. Like a lot of brands jump in when they don't need to be jumping in. And we've seen a lot of examples of that. But if you do want to be part of the conversation, what are you saying? How are you positioning yourself? How are you adding value? And I think ultimately it comes back to that, like you said, listening, but also adding value if you're going to be part of it as well. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's uh, down to, is that your space? If you are speaking to, let's say, 20-year-olds, that seems, you know, that happens to be your market and there is other stuff going on, I don't know that you really need to be a part of that conversation. If you're specializing in something very specific, again, if it's not something that directly impacts your brand, you probably don't need to be a part of that conversation. So I think that it, it really comes down to when, when is it the right place and when is it not. And in other times, it's really just taking a look at your business and, and making sure that you function the way you should and that you are serving the, the people that are your customers, your clients. So I think that's really what the businesses should focus on. H- having said that, there are a lot of issues, societal issues, whether it be environment, whether it be COVID-19, whether it be Black Lives Matter that are coming into play. And what role do brands play with that? Like, it's it's fine to listen. But I think this post-COVID world that we are in right now, or as we even move towards that, 
we're going to see a lot more humanity in brands. We're going to see a lot more of people wanting to align themselves with brands that have similar values to them and beliefs. Chick-fil-A, before COVID, what was it? Chick-fil-A. And uh, there were issues there and people basically boycotting that brand, not wanting to buy their chicken or whatever they offered over there because of that. I think we saw that before in terms of the millennials basically aligning themselves on with brands that were more environmentally conscious, wanting to give back. But I think we're going to see that more and more moving forward. So first and foremost, always listen, always listen to what's going on there and think twice before you post this. (laughs) as uh, is is widely known but I think we've discussed a lot before values and I think more so than ever is the time to really define what a brand stands for in terms of your values and as these topics pandemics whatever come up make sure that you're aligned in order to be able to respond in a timely fashion to what's going on. But don't you think, Gabby, that it that has to be done in an authentic way? It can't be, oh, let me let me look at what's going on and let me build the brand around making sure that I hit all those markers. Don't you think that that will come across as inauthentic? And, and how do brands walk that line? I mean, how can we help counsel them on how to walk that line? Because you may have values that are important to you and, and you may agree with certain things, but it might not be your place to, to stick your brand nose into some of these conversations. So how, how do brands walk that line in the best possible way? It's interesting that you position it that way. There is really a difference between communication, marketing, and what you're actually doing. To say that you believe in something, that you support a certain cause, but you're really not doing anything about it within your organization, within your business, then you're not authentic. Right. That really has to be there first. You can't actually market or position your business one way and not actually do it. Gabby brought up that one example where that brand took a particular position and they probably assumed that they're actually speaking to their target audience. And they got in trouble for that because it really wasn't their target audience and it affected more people than just who they thought they were talking to. The reality is, is that we talk about target audiences all the time, but brands don't operate in a target audience universe. They operate in a universe where all audiences are watching and listening and paying attention. And in that particular situation with Chick-fil-A, they played to their customer But the rest of the world was watching and saying, hey, wait a minute, that doesn't fly with what's going on in society. That doesn't sit well with us. We're over here and you exist in our world as well. This isn't just about your target audience or your customer base. And I think we're seeing that a lot more where society in general is saying, just because you say that this is your audience, it doesn't mean that you exist in this funnel where you're only speaking to them. You still have to operate in a world where we all have to live together. And if you're doing things that aren't resonating well or that come across as out of touch or sometimes even hateful to a particular group or, or, or segment of society, people are going to call you on it. Right. I think a lot of organizations, a lot of brands need to really take a look at their internal policies. What do they actually follow? What do they believe in? And change them. Again, when it comes to marketing and communication, you cannot send out certain messaging if you don't actually follow through internally. If your team doesn't follow that, if your management doesn't follow that, if, if it's not a part of your culture. 
That, I think, is a huge part of it. They come across as an authentic, and they're also changing on a dime, right? So that is not what this is about. What's going on right now in the world requires some deeper changes, deeper analysis, and really make changes at that level. Employees are a brand's biggest advocate, right? They are the 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 front of the company etc and if you don't get your house in order internally then externally it's also going to reflect it right going into an apple store there's a certain type of person they're all very helpful from the time that you get your package to the experience that you have at the store to when you call the help desk that's all culture that's all helps to shape the brand that we love or at least i love so the same thing needs to happen with employees right i think that's why we're seeing a lot of brands companies taking strong strong stances these days in terms of what they will tolerate and not tolerate because ultimately if it doesn't live internally, it will not project externally. I think there's a much more heightened sense of what people are willing and not willing to accept. You know, before when everything was running smoothly along, things would kind of fall by the wayside. And then, you know, they'd be forgotten after a little bit of time. But if you look at what has happened recently, for example, with Jessica Mulrooney in Canada, who used her power and privilege and wealth to put someone else down, the effect on her brand has been devastating. I mean, what she did, I think, well-deserved from a brand perspective that people are stepping away from her brand. But if you look at some of these large companies that have chosen to disassociate with her, I'm not sure that that would have happened at the same level previously. So so this idea that people are really not willing to take that inauthenticity or to take that way of being in the world that just does not jive with what's going on. And, and you know, brands are going to be held more and more accountable. Jessica Mulrooney is a, a more of a personal brand. But some of the big brands around her, whether it's CTV or a Good Morning America or or CityLine that, that chose not to continue working with her, those are big brands that are making a statement about what they are willing and not willing to accept for their brand moving forward. So making sure your brand is ready is also about understanding what you as a brand are willing or not willing to accept. Yeah, and to that point, there are really kind of two issues I think we can talk about in terms of what's next. One is societal issues that we talked a little bit about in terms of what's going on. And the other part is what's actually going on in the marketplace in terms of technology, in terms of advancements, in terms of your competitors, all of that kind of stuff, right? So there are really kind of two parts that every brand needs to be concerned about in terms of marketing and communication and just building their presence in the marketplace. One is the quality of their offering, whether that's through technology or better products, better service, whatever it may be. And the other one is the cultural alignment to make sure that they are truly aligned with what's actually going on, how their audience is is feeling at that point. Right now, obviously, a lot of people are very sensitive about a lot of things. And to your point, some of this stuff actually happened three weeks ago, maybe it wouldn't be as drastic, I guess, or what the reaction was. Not to say that it should be any different, but people wouldn't be paying attention to it as much. But in terms of brands, they need to be looking at those two. It's the culture or the societal side of it and the operational quality of their product or service side of it. Yeah, you can be derailed by either one of those. And and that's something really important to keep in mind. So if you are focused on your tech and making sure that you're delivering, but you're, you're completely out of touch with what's going on in the marketplace, 
it doesn't matter what your tech is or how you're delivering because there may come a point where people say, sorry, we do not accept what you stand for. On the other flip side of that, if you are all about advocating and and sharing information and communicating, but you're not delivering an experience that is something that consumers and customers want, then same thing. They'll they'll stop listening to you. It doesn't matter what you're saying. So it's really the alignment of those two things together, making sure your brand is prepared for the marketplace in the way that it needs to be and how you're delivering and the experience you're providing, coupled with this idea of who you are and what you stand for and what's important to you and what you're willing and not willing to accept. It's almost like this whole brand thinking that really you need to be prepared to operate in today's world. Yeah, to that point, we've been talking about brands having to listen, but I think listening is not enough. Brands need yeah. to react. Brands act. need to, yeah. to act and, and yeah. even revisit their value proposition, even revisit their mission statement to figure out if it still matches the current situation and react afterwards. If you're you're a cosmetic company, whatever, you know, selling all natural blah, blah, blah stuff, and something happens in the environment and you stay moot on it, that doesn't align with your business. That doesn't align with the values that you are pushing out saying you're all conscious about the environment, etc. So it is about that. And right now, enough is enough. I think people have seen issues come up and yes, a week, two weeks. But I think what COVID has kind of taught us is that every action that we take counts. Every little drop counts towards the bigger picture. This surge of helping your local pizza shop survive COVID and Mm -hmm. supporting locally. If all of us put our small actions, we can create a larger action. I think COVID has taught us that, that there is power to the people. There is power to the voice. There's power in all of us. There's also power in action. And a great example of that, I mean, we've talked a lot about taking action and what you're saying, uh, Christian, about reacting and not just sitting idly by. Uh, I think it was this week that Sephora committed to putting 15% of products on their shelves from Black-owned or Black-run companies. That is a huge way that a company that has such a huge voice in a very particular industry can say, you know what, we're not just posting a black screen, or we're not just sharing information, but we're actually changing our business and our brand in order to deliver. And and it goes back to what we were saying about that you can't just provide lip service to these things. You actually have to look at what it is that you're doing and how you're going into the marketplace to say, not only do we believe in these things, but we're willing to act on them. And we're willing to do things that change our business. And and we're able to pivot in a way that allows us to really deliver on these things that we're saying, not just a bunch of information sharing. It's interesting to pick up on that point. And actually, I'll use Gabby's example about the environment and being in kind of in line with that. Brands definitely have a huge role to play, but the reality is that consumers, clients have a huge, huge role to play as well. If a company is basically trying to do the right thing and and adjust their business to, to be better towards the environment, and if customers are not buying that, and in a lot of cases, let's face it, doing the right thing may be a little bit more costly on, on all levels, right? 
And if the market, whether that's a consumer product or services, clients, if the market is not there and everybody wants to, to buy the cheapest product, well, it's loaded with chemicals and it's bad for the environment and all of that, but it's $2 cheaper than something else that's actually all natural and healthier and all of that. Those brands have a huge problem. And now they can potentially solve some of that through marketing and educating the public. But unfortunately, the public does have a huge part in how the brands will react as well. So it's yeah. a bit of a, in some cases, a bit of an education that they have to invest some money in that to, to get the, the consumer in the right direction as well. Yeah. And that's a, that's an ongoing hurdle. I mean, I think that it's really hard as a brand to go out and say to consumers or say to the marketplace, this is what we're doing and you're going to buy it because people just don't rea react that way and respond that way. And you bring up a really good point. A lot of times economics is what has driven brand decisions and really a bit of a cheaper product. But even that is starting to change. I mean, I've, I've spoken to some friends who are ordering food and they're, they're willing to pay a little bit more to shop local. They're willing to pay a little bit more to support the mom and pop restaurant in the neighborhood because they recognize that at the end of the day, when this is all over, as they walk through their neighborhood, if there's a bunch of boarded up areas, it's going to affect their day-to-day -day life. And that by ordering from some location down the street for a dollar cheaper, they're really forcing their local people out of business potentially. So, so I think that there's a lot more awareness of that now. Is everybody going to do that and open up their pocketbooks without any consideration? Absolutely not. There needs to be a balance of those things. And it, it comes down to this idea of understanding what's going on out there in the marketplace and adjusting and, and, and moving things around and marketing in the right way and making sure that people understand what it is that you're offering that's advantageous or beneficial. And hopefully you find that audience. Will you find everyone? Maybe not. And it might take a little bit longer. But, but yeah, economics will never be out of the equation. So we always have to make sure that that's a consideration. Yeah, and Marco, to your point that brands need to do is realign their messaging, right? Certain ads, for example, I get on YouTube all the time that still try and get me signed up to certain platforms using the same messaging as, as before this whole COVID thing, right? I don't relate to those ads anymore. Society is different. Everything is different. The world is different. How can they expect me to relate to those ads when they're not even thinking about what's happening right now? Relevancy. Yeah, We exactly. talk about that all the time, being relevant to what's going on. Yes, not death tone. Yep. It's a really important thing. And so if, if we look at what organizations have to do in order to prepare themselves, whether it's for what's happening economically, for what's happening politically, for what's happening in society, what's what's driving the marketplace and what people are expecting. We go back to our old standby that we talk about in as many podcasts as we can, which is the idea of listening. And, and definitely listening never goes away. And that's always an important part of it. Next is reacting and making sure that you kind of come to the marketplace in a way that makes sense for who you are and what your brand needs to do. And, and really making sure that your messaging is on point and that you're part of the conversations that you need to be part of. Um, and you're listening and just kind of standing back from the conversations that you don't necessarily need to be part of. It goes back to what we said in, I think it was our first podcast about the hand washing and everybody jumped on the hand washing bandwagon. Yeah. But the reality is, is that not every brand needs to be in every conversation. So really making sure that you understand where that all fits and 
what it is that you need to be a part of. And then the really important one, and that is being aware, just being aware of what's going on and putting your money where your mouth is, not just saying, I support this, or I believe in this, or or we are, stand behind this, or we stand with these people, or we're willing to do this, but, but to do what you know, some of the big brands are doing like Sephora and others who are saying, look, we're going to actually change our business plan or we're going to change how we come into the marketplace in order to deliver on what we say we believe in. And that can have consequences, like you said, Marco, where people say, okay, well, I'm not willing to pay what that costs. And that may happen. But again, you have to kind of continue to figure out how your brand can exist in that how you can adapt to that, and how you can meld those two sides, coming to the marketplace with a great experience of your brand, and also coming to the marketplace with the right positioning and values that are going to connect with both your customers and consumers and society in general, because the entire society will hold you to task if you veer off in a direction that just doesn't make sense. So that's this week's Everything is Brand. Next week, we'll come up with another great topic to talk about. But just remember, everything is brand.